This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode number 54. I'm joined as always by my Australian co-host, Liam. Liam, how are you? I support unionism. Liam, you're fired. Oh, and that's the show. And I say, hey! hey. <laughs> Suggesting that we use that as an outro. Until you send out a tweet. Oh, the people who are actually like, oh, she got fired from the tweet within 10 minutes because that's the way HR and Annie Imagine works. if they did. Imagine if Vince saw the tweet, was like, you gotta fire her. <laughs> Bring her up right now. What actually happened is Vince saw the tweet and he grabbed the phone out of one of the social media producers' hands <laughs> and sent the firing tweet himself. He's like, she's done. <laughs> No, I like to think that he has tweet notifications set up specifically for Zelina Vega. No, just he has like a, a Google alert for the name, the words like WRE and unionization. <laughs> <laughs> just to slap it down as quickly as he can. He would get a lot of uh, notifications then, I feel. Not from talent, just every day someone going, hey, they should probably unionize. It's always funny when like they come up. Like, like There was, what, the Alexa Bliss one during the week where she was like, oh, independent contractors, it's just the haters and cancel culture. It's like, oh, oh. And that one where Bailey was being interviewed by someone who had like a... That one's hilarious. Was, like perfectly reasonable working conditions. They're like, wait, you don't have a collecting bargaining agreement? And she's like, no, they look after us. And like, the it's the weird Stockholm syndrome where they're like, it's fine. But to be fair, like with Bailey. I don't think she really does believe any of that. She was just toting the company line because she got caught off guard. Well, you see... But, like, Bliss is clearly brainwashed. <sighs> That's the problem. So many of them are brainwashed that you can't tell. Oh, you could you could tell because Bailey was really, like, genuinely uncomfortable, I feel. Yeah. But Bliss is, like... like just Anyone who, <laughs> who came into the PC before experiencing life, <laughs> I feel, is just, like, <laughs> completely brainwashed. Like, brawn... <laughs> Hey, what excuse does Seth Rollins have? Indoctrination. Uh, How do you think he got the idea for his gimmick, huh? <laughs> uh, you should just open Seth's PC. She really, she killed him there. That was great, though. That was a perfect setup. Because, like, you know, the second she got that call, and you like, you know WWE don't send those tweets until they call the talent. So, like, the second she got that call, she's like, straight to Twitter, get it out, get it out, get it out. And ten minutes later... I hope she had a draft. In oh, wouldn't it be great if she's like, aha, time, send, boom, get roasted. You fired me because I said I want unionization. Mm. And the thing is, like, I was talking about pages before, but, like, they can't fight a page because anyone who, like, gets a career-related injury in their ring, they kind of take care of, like... Mm. It's like, kid, they're never going to fire kid on Natalia. <laughs> they're always going to be there. Until they don't want to be there anymore. I think the same is with Paige. I don't know, I don't think that... I suppose that that's... That is WWE just protecting themselves, but... Yeah. Oh, it's, it has nothing to do with them. <laughs> it has everything to do with putting them in, like, a bad situation. <sighs> WWE, what a bad company. Mm. I'm just going to have Twitter up on the side, just in case anything else happens. <laughs> Uh, as Liam is desperately hoping for Alistair Black. <laughs> no. <sighs> but um, if Selena Vega went to AEW, would she be the third best, second best woman in the company? All right, she's not as good as Sheeta. 
Do, do we count Thunder Rosa? Mm, signed. Oops. Signed. So... She's not as good as Rio. But Rio's not there anymore. But she will be, like, as soon as they can. Which is, like, in 2055. You say that, but... <laughs> you say that as if it's a country that is responsible. And yeah, I say that as if there wasn't somebody who, from another country, popped up on Dynamite this week. But... <laughs> So, she's not as good as Rio, she's not as good as Sheeta. Mm-hmm. Is she better than everyone else? Probably. Former Knockouts Tag Team Champion name, of course. Of course. With Rosita as part of Mexican America. If we include uh, Thunder Rosa, I'd say she's not as good as Thunder Rosa either. So that would put her fourth. Yeah. Serena Deeb? Fourth. <laughs> she, she... I think she's better than Deeb. Mm-hmm. But they're about even. So there you go. AEW's women's problems are finally solved. New ace. <laughs> And then Big Thomas End can come in. Yeah. <laughs> the real leader of the Dark Order. No, I hope they just keep adding new leaders to the Dark Order, just to give it some new life. Every, like, six you months. You keep as if they don't only have one. <laughs> hey, there was technically two. Who was the other one? Party Marty Skrull. He wasn't. He wasn't official. He isn't canon. Or isn't he? There was an episode of Being the Elite where he was there. Remember that? Yeah. Which was, like, right before yeah. speaking out, give or take. It was like a couple months. Give or take. I suppose in the grander scheme of life, but yeah, he was right before it. Big week in the Wednesday War Games, Liam. Yes, the best part of the podcast. Yes, the PlayStation 5 is out, but not out in Europe next week, so I don't care. The Xbox Series X and S are out. I have an S. Uh, Of course, most importantly, Kingdom Hearts Memory of Melody is out, which is basically all I've been playing today. Ooh. Yakuza Like a Dragon is out. Oh, yes. It's one of the launch games. I've only bought uh, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed based on, like, one-hour impressions of both. I don't really like them. So so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but um, The only next-gen game I've played was the new Call of Duty when it was in beta, mm-hmm. and it was bad. Well, all Call of Duties are the same, so how is any of them bad? Mm, I mean, you, functionally, like, some of them can be clunky. And this one is very clunky and yucky and don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. You don't like those Cold War spy themes. I mean, I don't mind the theme. I just wish it played fun. <laughs> See, you gotta play Kingdom Hearts Melody of Mem- Memory of Melody, whatever the name of that game is. Just listen to Kingdom Hearts music and press buttons. It's great. I was gonna say, is it a rhythm game? Yeah, it's, it's basically all of the Yoko Shimomura music from Kingdom Hearts just shoveled into one game and you press some buttons while you listen to the music. It's great. It's all you ever want. It's, a, it's an all-time <laughs> concept, to be fair. Because they had a bunch of uh, Final Fantasy rhythm games. They had two of them on the 3DS, which I adored. And actually, they had a Dragon Quest one that I don't think they brought west. But yeah, finally, Kingdom Hearts. About time. Um, have you seen anything about Yakuza Like a Dragon? I know it's an RPG, but I've seen nothing else. <laughs> it's an RPG that follows, like, Dragon Quest to a T. Because the main character <laughs> had to, like, play test Dragon Test for Dragon Quest for, like, tw- 10 years or some shit. <laughs> So he's just a gigantic Dragon Quest fan, and every time, like, another person adds to the party, the Dragon Quest music plays. How did they get the Dragon Quest music? I don't know, it's Jacuzzi. I thought, like, I was heard horror stories about that Dragon Quest music. I can't remember the name of the composer, but they're apparently very strict about it. It's the little, like, Diddy, like, the party edition Diddy. Ah, uh-huh. I don't know. I know the main theme, because there was the period where Dragon Quest was coming out on Switch... And also Heroes and mm. Smash. So like, yeah, I remember that. Twice in every Nintendo Direct, you'd hear the... Yeah. And it's like, oh, another Dragon Quest thing. <laughs> <laughs> this, my favorite thing was like, I was watching this video 
Oh, on the Yakuza. And when he got his stats leveled up, there was a stat for magic. Yeah. And everyone's like, what does the magic stat mean? And then it's like practical magic, like you throw crumbs on someone and birds attack them. <laughs> that is the kind of magic I can get behind, though. That's real magic, damn it. The magic of nature. AEW also had their game reveal this week, Liam. It looks very bad. Yeah, it's, it's basically a... They're one step above using green and red models it's it was funny to see like the reaction on twitter or like people are very understandably so excited about the prospect of an aew game and what they showed looked terrible so we're like the, just a proof of concept there was like this collision between like i really want this thing but it's kind of bad but i don't really want to talk about how it's kind of bad mm-hmm. i mean like you said to me it's like it's, it's, like, it's gonna come out at the end of next year yeah this is two years away like, no, it's yeah. not even next end of next year. This is, I, I would guess, this is like a. Well, I only say that because I think game. Excalibur said like that it's coming out next year. If it's coming out next year, I'd be deeply worried that that's all they had to show. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, it could get delayed, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just weird. It's so weird, man. Um, excited for it though because you know more wrestling games <laughs> are good. Yeah, and we haven't had a big wrestling game since the which came first, Triple A or I think Triple A was like 2010, wasn't it? <laughs> what came first, the AAA or the Impact? Yeah, but I think one was like well, Impact TNA was two thousand eight, but I think AAA came after that. I think AAA was just like two thousand. Yeah, I think AAA was after because I remember playing it and, and comparing it to the Impact game. Because yeah, that was the last major non WWE game we've gotten. That's that's been a decade. That was the Fire Pro, I suppose. Does that count? Like that's that's a very different kind of game, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I d- it's I'm kind of bummed because like I was kind of hoping that like. Because we knew, like, there was a bunch of different wrestling stuff in development, right? We knew that there was an AEW game. We knew that there was, like, a weird Ukes game. And I was like, I'm ho- oh, oh, no, they're the same game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was kind of hoping for two different <laughs> games, but hey. Well, you're getting an AEW casino game, Liam. Which is... Oh, thanks, Cody. <laughs> there are people like, oh, that's smart. Those games make lots of money. And it's like, yes, they make lots of money by usually exploiting people. Oh, well. I don't care about exploitation. Their GM game. I fired game. you for starting a union. Um, yeah, the GM game looks kind of... <laughs> it all looked kind of... Like it, it looked like a lot of stuff that was shown before it probably should have been shown. Yeah, but they probably get like hassled about the game stuff like every day. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually funny they were doing a... Because the entire thing was a, a BTE skit that had one gag. They were dressed as Steve Jobs, which was a good visual gag, and then had nothing else, and it went 40 minutes long. But... Uh... But to be fair, I... <laughs> The bit is that they just kept doing it, and I appreciate. Actually, my favorite, my favorite gag from the night was just them all mentioning Tony, <laughs> and like how when they started the cup, when they came to the company, they had a meeting with Tony, and then Cody goes on his final one, and uh, when I was talking to Tony Khan, I don't know if he's been mentioned tonight. <laughs> I thought that was like the one bit that really got me. Is being the elite humor. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah, and then they revealed a bunch of stuff. But, like, the, the, their biggest satire of a, a video game press conference, aside from talking about how people are working 24-7 around the clock in their game, which, don't do that, but uh, was that they showed things that probably weren't ready to be shown. I, I like the opening bit where Kenny's like, here we go, this is it. And it's like, it didn't test well. All right, we're going to be honest. Legit, if they made, like, something that just looked like No Mercy, that just looked like an N64 game, I'd probably be happier. It's just it's this weird in between where it like it tries to kind of cling to some of that style while also trying to be like a modern 
2020 looking game and it, it at the moment it just sits in this weird in between where everyone kind of looks like action figures i think that's the point though it's kind of meant to be going action figure action figurey but that doesn't look particularly good and it's also gonna look way different in two years will it though i think it will i hope so I think these are very base, like, models. I don't think these are the final models that you're going to see in the game. Uh, why I mean, are you showing it off? I don't know, because they decided to announce the game. They already kind of announced because, the game. They said it's in development. Because every time, because every time they do uh, make an announcement on Twitter, everyone goes, it's a game, it's a game, it's a game. That's a, that, we'll actually talk about this more later. Uh, that's It's, it's obviously it feeds into AEW's broader expectations management issue. Oh, they were perfectly managed. Anyone who thought it wasn't Park is a dumb idiot. Yes, but the problem is, a lot of people thought it wasn't Park. <laughs> yeah, they're dumb idiots. I have no simpy. No, because there will be people who will be like, oh, you shouldn't expect anything out of wrestling like this. And that's like broken brain WWE no, nonsense. I'm not, that, no, I'm not saying don't expect anything. That was a perfectly reasonable thing to happen for what expectations that were set. No, he said it will change the balance of power in wrestling. The guy he that was on the show... He his company. No, he said wrestling. Not our, not AEW, not my show. He said the word wrestling. He said it will change Shuck the balance of the power... and pack a back, baby. Don't you worry. Uh, in all of wrestling. And people took that to mm. mean something important. Not the guy that was on the show last week also being on the show this week in that a larger capacity. Count. I mean, I agree that, like, that kind of, you know... It's not as... I don't like... I've done that multiple times where they've done a video and then the next week the guy comes back. Just have the guy come back. But I think it was I think it was perfectly reasonable. No, and it was... Because, no, it didn't... No, just look what happened. Instead of people talking about the really goddamn awesome bunkhouse brawl, or instead of people talking about the return of Pac... Thursday morning was full of people being like, what was their what was their big announcement? Oh, the guy who was on the show fair, last week. To be fair, you're talking about like 5,000 tweets. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because that's in our purview. Everyone's like, oh man, everyone thought this way. But really there was like 600,000 people that were like, oh, cool, Park's back. But they didn't feel the compelling need to run to Twitter and talk about it. Hey, 600,000 people is the NXT audience. Let's not pretend that's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those unfair like five. there there is a thing like this is a thing that people ridicule Dixie character for for years and still do to this day but Tony Khan does literally the exact same thing and people like hurl themselves over uh, in his path to defend him I'm like yeah all right guys I have you know I never ridiculed Dixie never once in my life yeah it's just one of those like small expert like just set expectations just think about what you're saying. Words matter. People... I don't know, man. They're wrestling I fans. I don't have a problem with anything he said. They will read it. Th- you said it'll change the balance of power in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and it will. No, it won't. Pac's the biggest star in the company, baby. He was a guy that's been free. on the show for over a year. And I had been on the show last week. You know that the videos aren't the same thing. Being on a video isn't the same thing as actually returning. Yes. Like, I get... like it, it reduces the impact, but it's not the same... You can't count that as the same thing. But it doesn't change the balance of power in wrestling. Yeah, that's Shaq, baby. We'll talk about that later. We might as well get into these dumb shows. Every week we talk Who about AEW, Shaq? Dynamite, and NXT. Who is Michael Jordan? I did a very good bit. Liam was like, I can't believe these people don't know who Michael Jordan is. And I was like, oh, it's the actor from Creed. And Liam no-sold that bit completely. Yeah, upsetting. because, oh my god, they have the same name. What an unusual observation you have. It was a funny bit. And Liam was like, blah, blah, I ignore I your funny bits. ever done it. In their life. We talk about AEW and NXT. 
And this one's NXT last last week, so we're going to talk about AEW. It opened Cage Seidel promo, Cage 1. Should we talk about... um, Slammiversary rematch. Wait, should we talk about the (laughs) pay-per-view? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, AEW, what was the name of the show? Full Gears. I pulled up the card in front of me so I remember what the hell was on the show. People said this was a very good show. I think that overstates it. I thought this had two very good matches, which was Hangman Page of Kenny Omega and the Bucks and FTR. But I would classify neither of those as great matches. I thought both were very good matches. And then the rest of the card for me was like a bunch of like decent mid-card matches. So I would say a good show, not a great show. Yeah, I thought it was a great show. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> FTR and Bucks was like a low end match of the year candidate for me. Um, Flat four. I liked four and a half. I liked um, Hangman and Kenny. Also flat four. I think I went like four and a quarter, four. Yeah. Um, But I was kind of disappointed by it, I guess. It felt very much to me like the first match in two guys knowing that we're going to have like seven other matches. So this is the, this is the entry level. Yes, but also Kenny and Okada had several other matches and they were all like five-star minimum. Yeah, but Okada's not Hangman Page. Yeah, damn right he isn't. He's worse. Wow. (laughs) He's washed. And um, yeah, Mox Kingston, I liked a lot. I think I liked probably more than you. I mean, I also only went like four stars on it, but I enjoyed the intensity and it was different, I suppose. Um, I th- we obviously had some weird disconnect where I thought Jericho and MJF was completely carried by the crowd and you thought the crowd was dead for it. So I thought they were so dead for it. Like they were super into the Judas and then silence. The only thing they reacted for know. was like the Eddie Guerrero chair spot at the end. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I thought Jericho looked terrible, terrible in that match. Yeah, he's had a rough week, all right. Because, like, like you, you know, usually I'll bury MJF, but he was doing his best. Jericho was so slow. Mm. Is that, did he hit 50 and immediately, like, just stop knowing how to wrestle? Hey, he was still 49 when he did this match, so he has no excuse. Oh, damn, no excuse. He was still in the key demo. Now he's irrelevant. Mm. <laughs> That's why they're replacing him with MJF. Mm. I thought Darby and Cody was, again, a good match, not a great match. Yeah, a lot of some people went way higher on the Darby-Cody match than I did. Dave Meltzer but... gave it four and a quarter stars, and I was like, oh, Dave. <laughs> I saw people giving it four and a half. I was like, I don't think that was the only match of the year. Flat three! Um, the Elite Deletion um, was proof that they're thoroughly out of ideas for those things. I mean, I, I just hope it's th- the last one. Because, <laughs> like, you've, okay, Matt, you got to wrap up all of your Impact stories now. They're <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Can we move on from this now? Because, like, if you watch the Impact ones, by the time they got around to Apocalypto and Total Nonstop Deletion, they were running out of ideas. Yeah, the tag team one was like, okay, come on, let's just just let it go, guys. This thing has thoroughly jumped the shark. Well, not thoroughly, but it, like that would they, they began the leap was, over the shark. It was at the bridge just before thoroughly jumping the shark. Yeah, and that, I think this it was the ramp. <laughs> This is the point where it's thoroughly... It's like, everything in this... If you watched any of these other matches, you've seen it before. And cool, but can we all move on now? Yeah. And uh, I liked Silver and Orange a lot, but that was that was a mid-card match. Yeah, that was, again, a perfectly acceptable mid-card match. It was just nice to see Silver on a big stage. Mm-hmm. Get an actual shot at doing something. And then Sheeta beat Rose to retain the women's title. In, like, their worst match. By a match. long shot. Uh, she, uh, uh, Nyla Rose's kickouts looked so bad. Like, they look mm. just so bad. I've never... It's one of those weird things when you just notice a thing like that. And it's like, why does that look so bad? Mm. The one spot that really stuck out with me from that match, besides the bad Vicky Guerrero leg sweep. Oh. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm gonna... I, before you go into that, because you mentioned it. Do you know what I hated most about the Vicky Guerrero leg sweep? 
is the have I tried to sell it on commentary? <laughs> sure, but uh, like, because it happened after Sheeta pulled Nyla up and looked like she was like going to be like super badass killer murderer, and then they yeah. did the shitty interference spot and Vicky with her leg sweep, and I'm like, all right, I don't care. It looked really like Shindy, mm. like I think even like Vicky right now just has a very Shindy aura. Like we talked about this on the show, but like. Nyla doesn't need a manager. She can talk. No. Yeah. She's also, like, one of the better talkers. Yeah, she cut one of the better promos on Dynamite whenever that was. I have no hmm. concept of time anymore. Like, six months ago. It was... It was Actually, probably more than six. It was, like, 12. I think it was, like, February-ish, but I really couldn't tell yeah. you. Um, but, yeah, I really liked the uh, Nyla doing the flying knee onto the legs. Mm. <laughs> that was a good touch. Like I like the kind of stuff when people can... It's good to have moves that you can just swap to different body parts when you're doing that kind of match. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I all, of, all in all, I thought it was a pretty good card. Yeah. Like, I th- it was one of my... It, it, <laughs> I think I was still thinking it was, like, top five, top three, <laughs> because it's only been, like, 11. Yeah, you were like, oh, top five AEW show, and then I was like, that means it's only no, it's not even in the top half, and then I checked, and there's been nine. It's like, it's not in the top half. <laughs> um, But I, I, I think my problem is I also include, like, the TV pay-per-views in that mm-hmm. when I'm like thinking of them it's gonna be hard to like start judging those TV shows in comparison because like they are just basically like mini pay-per-views of the B-shows right and it's like if, if I go to cage match it's not gonna show the Dynamite B-shows that were actual pay- <laughs> fake pay-per-views as well yeah we're in a weird era where we're gonna have to start like Stringer add like a TV pay-per-view thing to the Cage match, please. Or like, bra- like, like, okay, there's pay for you TV and like branded branded TV, TV. yeah, for brandy TV. Because like most com- like NXT Impact and well, Impact aren't doing them at the moment because the Impact Flush also replaced them. But before now, NXT Impact and AEW are all doing them, so it's not like they're just one company doing Damn. them. Damn, Impact tr- truly trendsetters in every facet of the business. Hey, Impact was the first company to kick it down to four pay per views a year, which I actually think was a mistake, and AEW is still doing it. But sure. It should go six. It should do uh, minimum six. All right, back to dynamite. You know they should do twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, sure, one every two weeks. Why not? They already did that for a while. Uh, yeah, and it ruled. <laughs> Brian Cage defeated it. Matt Seidel in a rematch from Summer Twenty Eighteen. Which actually, if you watch the match, there's a ton of spots in that match. And I was like, because oh, I watched it during the week to Sassily tweeted, uh, and I was like, oh look, they're doing all the spots from the match. Isn't that funny? But good match. Yeah, um, Matt didn't die as much in this match as he did on the Impact match. Uh, yes, and he, yeah, when he did that shooting star and landed feet first in the ropes and nearly died, it was like, oh no, Matt. They're, they're really like teasing Matt, huh? <laughs> he almost dies in his debut and they're like, ah, do it again. Uh, yeah, I like this match. I think Matt Saddell is a very good wrestler to have in a role like this. where he, like Matt Saddell will have a good match. He's like just a younger Daniels. Or like, he, mm. he can have a good match with anybody. He can give him like a mini push to a TNT title level if you really wanna. Or And that's a good role. That's a good wrestler to have. He also, like, um, still has some sort of, like, name value credibility, I feel. Yeah. So, if you chuck him on a dynamite, it does feel like a big match. Yeah, when you announce Brian Cage and Matt Seidel, that's like, oh, you know, your, your ears perk up, of course, because of yeah. the Slammiversary 2018 rematch. But other than that, just because it's an interesting matchup. They should have made this for the FTW title. Hoss fight. Uh, that's, that's coming with our, our pal Will Hobbs. How do you feel? Not great. How do you feel? Yes. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> I need to know. Um, how do you feel about Matt switching more to the technical style of wrestling? I think because he hasn't really had a chance to do it on Dynamite, I feel, because 
he's always the smaller man in his dynamite matches. Mm. But on Dark, very much so, he's done. He's like basically like doing a Zack Saber gimmick. He was he was doing that toward the end of his Impact run as well, where he like transitioned mm. out of the high flying because he was a heel at the time as well. So he transitioned out of doing like the flips and stuff. Well, just because half the time he seems to kill himself in a shooting star these days. So and, yeah. and he started doing like he had a submission finish as well for a while. Yeah, he has like a Cobra clutch leg deal. Yeah. Now, um, I think they're gonna team him up with TH two. Uh, I think that's gonna be the thing, which I imagine means that we're back on the track to do the trios titles. Because wasn't it like didn't that come out that that was like explicitly actually planned? I think did he mention it at some stage? They should do them. It makes sense. I think the plan was to do them at the Jericho Cruise, especially because like uh, you've now established another two th- trios in the main event of this show. I would imagine so. Yeah, that that could be your first your first um, trios title match if you want to make it a big deal. Yeah, do you like? I, but I don't think that... I think Penta is sticking with Eddie. Uh, I, I think they'll do Death Triangle against Eddie and Butcher and Blade. I don't know. I think Pen, I think you should split Penta and Phoenix. And then you could just have Archer take Penta's role in that feud. Not, like, permanently, but... I kind of like the idea of, like, Kingston constantly calling Penta his best friend, but it's just complete bullshit. <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to skip to the main event yet, so we'll... All right, we'll go to Cody. Cody going. comes out. He's interrupted by Jade. <laughs> this is a weird promo, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he seems to set up pivoting back to MJF before he's interrupted by Jade Cargill, who cuts. You're a big Jade Cargill fan. I've I've I don't watch Dark, so I haven't seen her. She's she's been standing in the crowd <laughs> for a dark? while. I don't remember her being on Dark. She's she's been in the crowd for a while or something, hasn't it? Hasn't she? People have said that. Yeah, she's been in the crowd. I don't think she's wrestled. So yeah, she cut a promo. It was. She got a good look. It was it was a promo. Um, Jacked to the gills. Shaq is an inherently problematic name because you can't say Shaq with any degree of like drama or emphasis. Shaq. You can't go like Shaq. It doesn't well, also work. Also, because the last thing that like Shaq attached his name to was the Shakaroni pizza. <laughs> well, they should promote it on AEW. <laughs> Cody should eat it and go, this tastes like shit. Uh, yeah, so she announces that Shaq is coming to AEW. He's coming for you know Cody, what? I guess. The thing is, right? Uh huh. Celebrity things are dumb. Yes. But go back and listen to the episode where Mike Tyson showed up for us to discuss that in a lot more depth. Yeah. Oh, Pat McAfee, um, which I think was actually us going even more in depth into it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Shag's like it's stupid, right? But it's immensely hilarious to me that AEW gets to do the thing WWE has been trying to do for, like, seven years. Surely WWE just didn't pull the trigger, right? I can't imagine Shaq has been turning them down. But to be fair, like, I think Shaq probably didn't have a reason to do it before, you know what I mean? But, like... Like, either he was playing at the time, or they, they probably... Like, in the last few years, I don't know. That's the like, the last three or four years after he stopped playing. That's when I don't know. But up until then, it was probably because he was playing. Now he has a reason. It's the sister company to his own show. But I just... Yeah. It was like a three-year span where I, I don't know why they didn't do it if they wanted to do it. But, like, the thing is, the match they were going to do was Shaq and Big Show. And they seem mm. to tease it, like, a million times. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I, the only thing I can imagine it being is they could get Shaq in for, like, one show every time, but they couldn't get him committed to do, like, training or anything. So it's a bit like uh, that wonderful Mike Tyson segment we had on AEW earlier this year that's definitely going somewhere. 
Well, to be fair, I think they were planning to do stuff with that, and then it's just like, yeah, Tyson's a weird cat. Yeah. Then we had the Brandy Rhodes part of this segment, Liam. Oh, okay. I enjoyed seeing Brandy speak with passion, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. <laughs> I got like a pit in my stomach watching it. It was weird. Who is she as a character? That's, like, legitimately, she's a different person on screen every single week. Yeah. Like, she's a face, she's a heel, she's this weird, like, self-absorbed she's person. A she's a voodoo queen, she's a general manager, she's Cody's good girl wife, she's Cody's... She's Stephanie. S- ...sassy bad girl wife. She's, like, literally all of these characters, and she veers between them on a weekly basis. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Because she's I a great like performer. Brandy. She's a really good performer, and, like, her she's character... She's a great manager. <laughs> who's not managing every anybody. every other role that she's... <laughs> well, she manages Cody on and off. Like... She has managed Cody, so I can make that uh, claim. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I don't know, everything, every other role in, I don't like her. <laughs> like, I don't think she's particularly likable. So when she's a baby face, you can't really get behind her. She's not good in ring. So if she's in, if she's wrestling, it, you don't like her. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I don't like, I don't want Brandy on this fucking show. And it seems so forced. Especially when she's the only woman in, like, the last year of Dynamite that's been on two segments in a show. And she's one of the few women that gets a chance to speak. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm sick of this Brandy shit, man. Yeah, that, we're going toward... Uh, oh, no, after the match, the Team Taz attacked Cody, Darby made the save. And Will Hobbs. Yeah. Uh, Taz cut a good promo on this show, too. Taz always cuts good promos. He cut, I really liked his promo at uh, Full Gear. Uh, John Moxley cut a promo. I have no idea what he said because they did the weird thing where they echoed the building audio at the same time, and I was like, "I every fucking week just mute the house mics." It's it's insane to me that this is still a, like legit. There's some weeks where it's fine, well, where they're doing it, but you can understand. I have no idea what Moxley said here. Like, you couldn't actually hear him. He went, "Brother, do it." Now nah, you got a brother. That's the closest you're gonna get. Uh, I'm sure he's talking about Kenny or something. I don't know. Natural Nightmares um, defeated the Butcher and the Blade. I think you put over Kingston, actually. Good job, King. You did it. Uh, bunkhouse match. This ruled. This match ruled. This match it was, was great. great. Okay. I, I watched it the first time and was kind of half paying attention because it was a bunkhouse match between the Butcher and the Blade and the Natural <laughs> Nightmares. But I went back and rewatched it after because when I paid attention and looked up, the Blade was pissing out blood. And I was like, I feel like I've missed something. <laughs> Which actually, I do reject. Uh, it was a guitar shot that caused him to bleed so much. And I've watched enough TNA. I've seen hundreds of guitar shots. I do not take them as credible busting open moves. Jeff Jarrett has ruined it for me forever. <laughs> They're only a credible busting move when it's not a gimmick guitar. Uh, yeah, this match, this is awesome. Like, Blade bled the hell out of. Like, the, one of the biggest. This. Uh, actually, no, the Cody and Dustin match had probably had more blood. So it's not the biggest gusher yeah. in AEW history. So it's the second biggest gusher in AEW history. They, th- the biggest gusher on Dynamite. Sure is. This thing being on uh, freaking TV. in the fr- Actually, yeah, this was mostly in the first hour as well. So i got to admit, this was the first time where I was like, maybe they do blood too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is important blood feud. Yeah, that was the thing. It's like, I, I don't mind blood and I don't even mind blood on Dynamite. But I was like, it's a natural nightmare. <laughs> in the hobby... It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. 
Com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network butcher and blade match did this but I, hey it made me think about it i suppose it's stuck in my mind it's a very important feud over ali maxing out some credit cards and they have to kill each other they he bought a car uh yeah this match this match was awesome they beat the shit um, out of each other qt was really good in this match i was like the man can throw a cutter his, his elbow drop off the ladder was sweet mm Man can throw a cutter like no one else at the moment. Sure I'll tell you that. The the one where he wrapped the chain around the butcher and like dragged him into it. Yeah. That was like my favorite move of the match, I think. Match ruled. This might um, be one of the better matches on Dynamite this year. Yeah. Like um and it was funny, it's like we I think we give Dustin a lot of credit, and deservedly so, mm-hmm. you know. But um like QT was the one that really stood out to me in this match. And if you remember Liam, on last week's episode you were like, I like QT Marshall, and I'm like, nah, I'm over QT Marshall. And now QT yeah. Marshall has won me back. Fuck yes. But um does that mean they're gonna get a title match against the Bucks? Sure, probably. That would make sense. Have the Bucks faced the Nightmare Natural Nightmares? Uh I know Natural uh, they faced Kenny and Paige. I don't think they yeah. faced the Bucks. Well, there you go, because they, they talked about wanting to face new tag teams and stuff, so maybe we'll get a Bucks Nightmares match. Oh, the Natural Nightmares should beat them. <laughs> For the belts? Yeah. <laughs> I see, I, that's what I wanted them to do with Top Flight. I wanted them to have put the belts on the line against Top Flight and then Top Flight to just upset them. Like, they have this giant 
redemption arc against FTR. They finally get the belts. They get all cocky about it. Like, uh, new tough guys out. And then they just drop the belts immediately to, like, the unknown dark tag team. Seems like something that may have happened on this week's episode of NXT, Liam. Yeah, but better. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that. <laughs> like, not, like, you know, it's actually just the young team were too much for them or something. You know, they, they were just young. Especially if Matt's hurt. You could really, oh, God damn it, just do it. It's so much cooler. And then you could have FTR, like, mocking them. Then you could have <laughs> Top Flight run away in um, FTR's car. <laughs> the Jeep they showed up have... to when they debuted. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're just Top Flight running to the Jeep. It all comes together. <laughs> if they did do that, that would definitely be a BTE segment. Uh, we had the MJF induction into the inner circle. This was, Okay, I don't think this was bad necessarily, mm-hmm. but it didn't achieve anything. They just talked. Like, like, it, it's, like, normally when they do these inner circle segments, at least they set up something with them. This was just nothing. They're going to, like, the, the, the development here happened backstage with Sammy afterward. And I think that was a better segment. And the only thing I liked about this was the balloons got blown away. <laughs> Directly into the river. Yeah, good job. Way to waste money on balloons. Polluting like, the earth. I, I'm, I'm legitimately over balloons in general. <laughs> like, I just... Unless it's in, like, an enclosed environment, you shouldn't use balloons. Balloons are for <laughs> you, like just... cars are for me. Yeah, well, like, I just mean from, like, you know, an environmental standpoint. Yeah. It's the same thing people who, like, use uh, balloons for gender reveal parties. It's like, please stop. <laughs> like, some bird's just gonna eat that and die. Yeah, um, this, this Jericho MJF stuff, I thought the match stunk at full gear. This stuff isn't any better, so... Um, we march on. Do you want to just talk about the the Sammy segment? Yeah, uh, which, while we're doing this, I, I did like the Sammy. I, I like because I like I, I I want something here. I want some meat in the bone, something to to bite into, as opposed to them just cutting promos. And the, the Sammy who mm. was sent to the beach apparently, and then shows up. Though to be fair, he got freaking decapitated with a concerto and killed and draw dumped in the woods on the freaking <laughs> uh, elite deletion, and now he's just back on dynamite and he's fine. But sure. Well, I I. I do at least like that Jericho acknowledged that while in the ring. He's like, he got out of the hospital like two days ago. Uh, so at least there was some reference to it. Um, I would just, I wanted the one, this is the one ever like good bit of MJF like acting that wasn't like overstated or like university level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when um, he went up to Sam and he's like, I really did send you the email. I thought he delivered that line really well. Meh. Like, it came across as sincere, which is, like, weird for an MJF thing. But, I, yeah, that's the one credit I'll give them. I hope this ends in, like, a Sammy Wardlow match. That'd be sick. Or a Sammy Wardlow tag team. Ooh, yeah, with Jericho as their manager and never wrestling. Ever again. <laughs> Ever. Uh, Young Bucks are backstage with a very excited Alex Marvez. They're going to face uh, Top Flight next week. <laughs> like how he flinched when they opened the door. Yeah. They're they're back to full baby faces now, and they're like, "We're sorry, we super kicked you," <laughs> which is like not a baby face thing. No, not <laughs> like, particularly. We were dicks until we got our way, and now that we got our way, we're cool again. <laughs> These are good guys, Liam. I love my EVPs. They will face top Kenny's next week. Kenny's the only EVP that's my EVP. Uh, Scorpio Sky was defeated by Sean Spears. Uh, I was like fine with this match, but I really wanted Scorpio to win. <laughs> I quite enjoy when. I, go, I don't watch Dark, of course, because I'm a normal person. And when the Dark Division spills onto Dynamite and you get stats like, Sean Spears is undefeated in his last 11 matches. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. 
None of the Sean Spears matches have been good, if you're questioning that. I, I did not need that clarification. Mm. But, like, oh, man. I like Scorpio Sky. He's, like, one of those guys, like, what we were talking about with um Wardlow and even, like, the Lucha Bros to a certain extent where it's, like, are you just going to wait too long to, like, do anything with him and it's just going to pass? I think it kind of already has, hasn't it? I just want, like, I just want a Scorpio Sky match with, like, Nick or phoenix i just want to see him put him in there with a good wrestler because like he had the match with jericho after beating jericho Jericho, cody and spears yeah he lost to jericho he can lost to cody in there with, like an athletic guy who can do cool shit with him but then he, he also lost the spears he's losing all these matches too yeah i just i want something i, I think i think there's something with sky you just gotta try and have him wrestle good wrestlers that's always usually a good start yeah well have him wrestle park Dasher Gonzalez tried to interview Kenny, but Kenny left before Alex Marvez with his lightning speed caught up with him. I really like that JR's like, ah, oh, well, ooh. Oh, wait, Alex is on the case. <laughs> Alex clearly a more diligent interviewer than Dasha, chasing down the this, interviews. This Kenny promo was great. I did quite like this Kenny promo where he's like smug, but he I never lost. He, he, he plays like smugly condescending in a way that's sort of likable, but you're meant to not like. And like he he yeah. he hits that tone so perfectly. Yeah. Well, this is exactly like this is exactly what Will's going for in New Japan <laughs> when he's trying to do his Kenny character. Very bad. His Kenny Flair character. But like, yeah, it's good stuff. You know, he considers them zero and zero. It was unsanctioned. It doesn't count. It's not on the record. Um, you know, had all these seven, six, five star matches. <laughs> um, and he's a Hall of Famer, baby. <laughs> he is a Hall of Famer. Congratulations to Kenny Omega. Congratulations to Junakiyama. Like not to. I was going to say, not to contribute to the discourse, uh-huh. but, like, he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer. <laughs> like, he is. Like, based on what he's done already. I just find it very funny that Kenny Omega was inducted into the Hall of Fame and Roman Reigns the didn't, didn't years, have... But Roman Reigns didn't have enough votes to stay on the ballot next year. <laughs> well, yeah, but think this. I don't think Roman has any case. He doesn't, but it's a quite fun contrast. Yeah. I mean, like, I think Roman will probably get on there eventually, you know, but he hasn't even started doing the best work of his career. He'll never do the best work of his career. He's done. He'll never get the opportunity. No, he's he's on the downslope of his career, which is a sad fact about modern WWE. Mm. Well, you can say that anyone who signs there is on the downslope of their career. That's very true. Tay Conti defeated Red Velvet after some Dark Order chicanery. Uh, yeah. Red Velvet's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, Anna Jay offered a chair, but Tay Conti didn't use it, but then won anyway. So great. <laughs> So, alright, Garrett, back to our favourite game. Uh-huh. Uh, is this mediocre wrestler one of the top five women in the company? Oh, Tay Conti? Tay Conti. She's worse than Serena Deeb. She's worse than uh, Thunder Rosa. If we're, in- we're still including Rio, she's worse than Rio and Sheeta. Uh, is she the fifth? Is she better than Nyla Rose? That's literally the person I went through next in my head. Is she better than Nyla? Is she better than Penelope Ford? She's probably not better than Allie. I, she, I don't understand why this company isn't using Allie. She is the bunny. If, because if you go back and watch Allie on Impact, she's not the, like, blow-your-socks-off best wrestler in the world. She had that really good match with Taya. Yeah, she had good matches with pretty much everybody. She was rock-solid. In that, like, really highly talented Impact pay-per-view that, like, everyone was like, oh my god, that, this pay-per-view was, like, legitimately one of the best of the year. She fucking held her own on that show. Yeah, it was her and Tessa, Slammiversary 2018, which featured Brian Cage mm. against Matt Seidel. We're coming back to Slammiversary 2018 a lot Very today. Nice. But yeah, she's a really good wrestler. And I don't understand why this company has, like, stuck her in a valet spot the entire time. I do wonder if she'd probably, 
like much like Leah Bates, has some sort of backstage role. Mm. That wouldn't surprise me because she was signed so early on. She took a table bump today. Or, well, today. Yeah. On this show. <laughs> and they missed it. They did miss sure. it. Poor Ali. Took a table bump for nothing. But, yeah, I wonder if she also has some backstage role. And, like, if you, again, if you watch her Impact work, she played pretty much every single role imaginable in Impact and did it very well. Why are you using this woman? She also helped Rosemary become the Impact ace for a solid two years. Yeah, and uh, I miss that relationship because they were awesome together. Yeah. I miss, like, <laughs> I was going to say I miss Rosemary. But, like, I, what I meant to say was, like, I miss, like, when Rosemary felt like the biggest like deal in women's wrestling yeah rosemary's great yeah shout out rosemary uh shout out the marilyn manson theme i the left the the, the actual update is actually pretty good the 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 knockoff i'm not sure if i even like i probably heard it but i don't know if it's registered in my head you should listen to it after the show it's on youtube i might but yeah sh- uh take on t uh yes she won has a lot of potential uh it's still very funny to me that she was like the first jump of the wednesday night wars well, she wasn't. She got released, but yes. But you know what I mean. Like the first, gone from one, picked up by the other. Yep. But uh, I understand why, because you know she screams potential. The question is, will she be able to get enough reps in to reach that potential in a company that only will have her wrestle once every two weeks? Which is a question we've been asking for a year now, and the, well, the pandemic has made it even harder. But yeah, I was gonna say to be fair, like the whole plan was to let them all do indies. So, but um, I don't know. Let's get um, to... You know, the other day, I was thinking of, like, what would the fun AEW acronym be for their developmental? Mm-hmm. Like, you know how they take out all of the uh, whatever's to make the word? <laughs> and I was like, what would futures be? And then I remembered that future would just be FTR. <laughs> I think we've had this discussion on the show. <laughs> oh, uh, to be fair, it was probably three years ago at this point. It all comes together. In the wrestling chronologically. Chrono- oh, my God. Chronology? Oh, say the word for me, please. I think you were right the first time. Oh, cool. Chronology. I'm right. Never wrong. Uh, Pentagon defeated Phoenix in our main event. Uh, this is one of my least favorite matches that they've had together. I think it was a good match. I just didn't think it was anything really special. Like, they just move. Nothing, then a bit of a move. And nothing. Eh, it's kind of boring. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have said anything. I, like, I thought, like... So give it stars, Liam. Flat three. It's a good match. Yeah, but like a flat three for Phoenix Pentagon is insane. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like people raved about their last match as well. And like, I understand why the last like half of it was mediocre because the dude got like his bell rung. But it wasn't a great match because the dude got his bell rung. But I still think like that match was way better than this one. They need to do the flippy powerbomb spot. That's the difference maker. Mm. But um, I liked the finish of this match a lot with Pedro just murdering him with three power drivers. Uh, Kingston cut a promo. Uh, he was interrupted by the returning Pac. They had to pull apart, and the show came to a close. Yeah, it, it was nice. To, like Pac got like a legit pop, which is fun. Yeah, he looks super jacked. Shock of all mm. shocks. Pac is jacked. Uh, this show, I think, has missed him. Hey, hey, Garrett. Mm-hmm. I've got a great uh, bit of wordplay for you. <clears throat> Pac uh-huh. is back. Whoa! How'd you think of that? I don't know. I just came off the dome. You are a wordsmith, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God he's back. <laughs> yeah. Like, this show has sorely missed him. And, like, he's 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 such a convincing performer 
that again it'll they'll put mjf after him every week just so i can draw the comparison now he's the new kingston that they'll put mjf segments after pack segments so i'll be like look at the guy who you believe and look at the guy who's play acting but you believe this dude every single mannerism every look in his face every promo every movement everything he does you believe he's such a good wrestler the thing is um the only problem i have with this angle is i wish they had let them get a little physical I didn't like the pull apart in general. I thought the pull apart was a little lame. I can, th- I think you can do the pull apart, but like Pac comes in with all this force of fire, and then he doesn't even get to throw a kick at anyone or anything. Like I thought that was kind of dumb. Because it's weird. Like the referees got between them before he even got to the ring, which yeah, that's a, yeah, which I guess is like the the implication being like they knew shit was gonna go down, so they're like ah fuck, send him out. But I don't know. I just wish they could have like rolled around or something and like. Phoenix picks Park off of him and Penta picks of Kingston off of him and then they swarm or something. I do have to say though, the only role I don't buy Pac in as as a wrestler who changes the balance of power in the entire industry. That was Shaq. Oh, sorry. That I do believe. Mm. Uh, Shaq is back. Oh, that's rhyming. Boom. Boom. Uh, AW, good, good show. Yeah, I thought it was pretty Good. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the best part of this show, Gary. What? Oh, new graphics. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I liked it. I liked the new intro, where they're all standing in front of the lights. Thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. Liked all the graphics. Thought it looked cool. Yeah, good stuff. I like the little screen transition that they spent time animating, where the the, the rectangle around AEW just goes small and then big. Their new match graphics certainly have a clear inspiration. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look closely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not nice, but. <laughs> Welcome to things Garrett's gonna edit out of the show. <laughs> no, leave it in. Why is that? That's not bad. <laughs> Calling them out for ripping off impacts gra- general graphic design. The only thing they don't have is the it's... names being sideward. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not bad, though. I think it just. To be fair, impacts graphics are like little pieces of, like, graphic design art yes they're far and away the <laughs> like best they're that the they're that good like every time one gets posted by their excellent social media manager uh i just like stare at it and i go that's some good art <laughs> shout out to dan and shout out to basil who takes the photos oh, wonderfully him in basil brush <laughs> wonderfully talented people nxt um <laughs> i knew that basil brush joke would get you <laughs> uh all right i have to complain about this i heard that leon ruff defeated johnny gargano for the nxt north american championship and i really liked the idea of that angle and then i watched it and i really hated the execution of that angle and uh i'm so mad when they immediately turned it into a joke when the freaking belt fell around his ankles and when he ran away and when it's clear this guy's a goof this guy is not to be taken seriously. This is not an elevation of Leon Ruff. He is just a cartoon Colin character. Colin Delaney pinned someone. Yeah, it's all that stuff. He's he's the nerd who shouldn't be champion, doesn't deserve to be champion. That's what I'm saying, like, with the top flight stuff. I Like, they should win, but it shouldn't be, ha look, they won. It should be, wow, look at that upset. Yeah, it's the biggest upset in NXT history. Oh, look, the belts are on the ankles. The freaking Well, the thing is, like, I think the match was done really well. I think Leon really killed it in the match. All of his stuff looked so crisp and so sick. And Johnny was great. And Johnny was, like, the perfect slimy heel who's getting his comeuppance. And I loved everything about... And then all of the post-match happened. It was the angle. It was just the angle. The match itself was really good. 
And I, I, I'll have a, another mild critique. The, he should have done about two weeks of squashes with the spinning of the wheel and then done this but to, to establish the angle established. Because they did the typical NXT well, The whole point thing. was that he lost it on his first defense, to be fair. But they did the typical NXT thing where they introduced the wheel. He has the wheel. Oh, he ate the wheel. Oh, he lost the belt. Like, they did like a month's worth of angles at once. He should have beaten some nerds. And well, then it's like, ah, oh, it's another nerd. And then he loses. And it's the big shock. It's the big yeah. upset. Well, that's the whole point of the angle, was that he always loses on his first defence, though. You can't do that if he <laughs> gets two defences with the wheel first. Yeah. I was, I, as I said, I saw I saw the Leon Roth, and I was like, oh, I really like that idea. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, no. Why did you have to go and ruin it? Mm. But, um, yeah, Leon Roth looked really good. Mm. But no, he's um, a goof. The he's real- a clown. He's a yeah. cartoon. He's a nerd. He's a dork. Dope. Dope. I ran out of words. <laughs> um, doofus. Uh, uh, munchkin. Um, t- uh, curmudgeon. That's me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I liked his wheel. I do like Johnny Gargano. Hates wheels. Then a wheel helped him not one. Then his hubris made him love wheels too much. And the wheel betrayed, betrayed him once again. <laughs> The wheel that he rigged. <laughs> the wheel that he rigged has has screwed him over. I like. I really wish it like somehow something malfunctioned and it just went on Chopper, <laughs> and they're like, ah oh, fuck, ah oh, fuck, mm. <laughs> send Chopper out because this is live. Go forty minutes after the match. Roth got backstage. Damien Priest gave him the keys to his car, which I hope he just stole. Uh, Damien Priest is a real cool guy. He really he's like, is. Take, he's like take, the, take my car, buddy. He's the coolest guy on this show. He is. Like, I love Damien Priest. Like, you know, Alistair Black who fucks. Oh no, will Alistair Black be able to fuck anymore? Oh, they're separated, unless he leaves. <laughs> they're separated, so then like Damien Priest suddenly like morphs and is uncool. It's very weird, it's like anything, anything that happens to Alistair Black affects his clones. It's the way the NXT storytelling works. Wow. We go back to the NXT car park where we're shown that. No, wait, first we go to the ring and it's just Eskimo's like, ha, couldn't be me. <laughs> yeah. He literally looks at the screen, points at it, and goes, nah, not gonna be me. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. Good work. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake Atlas jumped. Was it Wilder Mendoza? One of them. The one he didn't jump Mendoza last time. Mendoza the second time. Uh, so yeah, both of them are hurt now. Mm-hmm. So he's got his match. But they looked fine when they were just wearing. <laughs> They were just wearing the suits at the ringside. I was like, he didn't even take them out. They're just next to him helping. Still. Yeah, they're just still there. And yeah, then Jake Atlas just lost. <laughs> yeah. Jake Atlas is dumb. I think, like, just have Jake join them now. That's all he can do, really. Uh, sure. Actually, Jake Atlas's theme song sounds very similar to the OG's theme song in TN Impact. And I was like, is it the same song? It's not the same song, but it has the same artist on it. So it's like, my ear has not betrayed me. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I heard it. It's like, that sounds similar. And I was like, is that the OGs? No, it's just the same person is involved in both themes. The Ogs. Uh, Shotzi, she's coming for Candace. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's really hypocritical of Shotzi to get mad at her, like, crushing the tank. Because she crushed so many people's stuff with the tank. She had an actual tank at one point and crushed cars. Yeah. I found it quite, well, there's the line in this promo she was like oh members of her family are in the military that's what the tank represents and then Beth on Fe- uh, Beth Phoenix on commentary oh it was so bad bro. Where, where she was like and this is especially bad today on Veterans Day <laughs> she must feel so bad it's like oh really that's a, it's so forced and gross though I will say they did the typical uh, like hoorah Veterans Day intro and they included Space Force 
USA, USA, USA. Raquel Gonzalez came out. Shia um, Lee was meant to come out too, but Boa came out instead. Um, and was like, I'm so sorry, she's dead. Yeah, she's been killed off by whatever people were kidnapping her family. Before uh, Gonzalez beat up Boa, then some dude came out and like marked Boa and put like char- characters on his hand, and Boa looked in great distress at this development. This is weird, man. What is <laughs> like, what's the payoff? Like, the payoff is obviously that, like, you know, some big uh, Chinese figure is gonna beat it, but like, who could that be? Uh, does it need to be Chinese? I mean, I mean, unless they're racist. <laughs> Would you put a past WWE to just have a Japanese person join them? Dude, I don't know. There was a moment where I was like, as he was leaving, I was like, this feels very Japanese. And I was like, but it shouldn't be. It's going to be Shinsuke. It's going to be the Great Muta. <laughs> it's going to be Jiro. It's going to be, oh my god, what if it's Jiro doing like a serious gimmick? He's in Florida. This is his big debut. He still has the jacket though. He's got, he still does the full like dopey entrance, yeah. but he's like serious. He's like some oh, crime family cat. Oh, because she's busy wearing jeans. Who could it be? It's just Boa. <laughs> he marked himself. Um, it's Lord Tensai. It's Boa's twin brother, also played by Boa. Who could, uh, like, even if they're like, you know, fine, they go the racist route. <laughs> Which, like, th- who else do they have? Shinsuke Nakamura. It's Akira Tozawa with his ninjas. Oh, it's probably, watch now it will be Akira Tozawa with his ninjas. This is, it's just so weird. And then Boa got beat up and it's a battle of war game stands and I don't like it. Uh, August Grey, which feels like a fake name from... Like, Fifty Shades of Grey. NXT UK. Or NXT UK, yes. Uh, was beat up by Tim Thatcher backstage, because everyone gets attacked. I really liked that, like, Thatcher just took him out quickly. <laughs> but then he, he got thrown into Dexter Loomis's painting, and that, of course... Oh, no, not the art. Angered Dexter. It was actually quite a good caricature, to be fair. Of of tanks and art. Mm, that's the show. The feuds of NXT. Uh, Candace had a promo. Mm, sure did. Don't remember any of it. Don't care. Candice and Tony Storm. Do you remember this match? I remember the post match. <laughs> I remember that I was like, I felt it was weird that Candice beat Tony Storm. Yeah. Like, Tony is so new and was seemingly getting like a push, and then it's like, oh no, we got to feed Candice to it. Like, feed her to Candice to feud this Shotzi Blackheart feud. And like, they didn't even have the Scream person come out until after the match. Which was, oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so, I know why they did the Scream thing, because apparently Indy Hartwell uh, tested positive for COVID and could be at the show for two weeks. But, like, within the, the logic of the universe, why was Indy Hartwell in the skies? Um, you see, okay. it was Halloween. Yeah. And people dress up on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yep. And why was she still in the skies? Um, because she's one of those people who can't get over the fact that it's not Halloween anymore. But she's Australian. Yeah, she's a nerd. In which we, we have established in War Games canon, Halloween doesn't exist in your strange land. No, Halloween have... I, I, first of all, I said Halloween was getting bigger. <laughs> also, we know the concept of Halloween. But she shouldn't be this committed to Halloween, is what I'm saying, Liam. It's not as Australian. Maybe she's just a weird, like, chick who's really into Halloween, man. Uh, all right. Also, her in the screen mask this week looked lo- nothing like the other people in the screen mask. She's much smaller. They should have had two people be revealed. Uh, it should have been Johnny all along. He cloned himself. 
Should have been Vink. Uh, Tim Thatcher defeated Dexter Loomis in a match. Oh, yeah, that happened. I, was, I thought this match was very boring. I mean, look who's here. That's true. Tim Thatcher is extremely boring. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's like, I, I really do actually like Dexter Loomis in NXT more than I've liked him anywhere. Yeah. Did you not? Like, I think he's fine. Did you not like the Sam Shaw, Christy Hammy, Mr. Anderson love it triangle? It tired very quickly. I liked it in concept, but it just got really, like, I don't know. I got over it very quickly. And he also feuded with Anderson, which is never a good sign. No, especially that era of Anderson. Like, late TNA Anderson is... Mm. Mm. <laughs> Even early TNA Anderson is... <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a little more bearable. And he had, like, the assholes phase where, like, he was kind of likable for, like, two months. He was likable when he was in Aces and Eights because he didn't give a shit, and I really appreciate that. After the match, Cameron Grimes showed up, shoved a bag on Loomis's head, and beat him up. You ready for a blindfold match, baby? This is one of those like pro wrestling things where it's like, why did you shove a bag on it? I, I know why you did it. It's to set up a blindfold match. But like, other than well, the, he explained it. Uh, still, he said he was scared of um, Dex's. Dexter Loomis's uh, creepy eyes. And I suppose if you believe that Dexter Loomis's eyes are what are controlling the zombies, as we established, he can control the dead. Which we have. He didn't use Maybe. against Tim Thatcher. He probably would have won if he used his army of the dead against Tim Thatcher. Hey, Garrett. Uh huh. Dexter Loomis has a Sharon gun. You know this. You watched that much Naruto. Oh, that should be our ending thing. <laughs> Our last episode, we'll play it. Oh, that's really sad. And then we'll open whatever our next podcast is with just the Nathan Naruto opening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that sets up a, a blindfold match, one would presume, in the not-too-distant future. Tommaso Ciampa and his uh, snakes in the back. Why do they get the... the <laughs> you just did a Finn Balor promo. <laughs> it's like, not even... Like you, I, I actually didn't see this before you DM'd me about it, because I was actually slightly ahead of you in NXT, then I fell slightly behind you in NXT. And then I watched it. It's like, oh, re- that this is full on. It's like the, the locker room isn't the same. The snakes in the back with their twenty twenty. I got Scottish all of a sudden. Champa, he's Scottish. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, the snakes are twenty. It's got a locker room culture. Hashtag save our children. <laughs> well, twenty twenty locker room culture. We had a prime target video on Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Uh, Rhea Ripley was talking about how she was like I am. Le- I was legitimately excited for Wrestlemania it's like no shit <laughs> yeah, hey surprise guys I was really excited that I was probably going to wrestle in front of 100,000 people against the top woman in the company and then it didn't happen <laughs> she was sad Aww. yeah they're building up that match that's next week like love building up a match by talking about another match <laughs> main event tag team titles Lor- uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch defeated Breezango to retain then Pat McAfee killed them. Yeah, it's okay. Pat McAfee's the coolest, bro. He's my favorite wrestler. I will say, I have critiques of Pat McAfee. I said a this bad week. word about Pat McAfee. I'm going to say a bad word about Pat McAfee. You son of a bitch. Needs to modulate it a little. He shouts too much. Well, he shouldn't be on commentary. No, even the promo before the match. Nah, that's the point. Nah, he needs to go somewhere. He can just talk. He doesn't need to be at 100 the whole time. Do you like how he, he did a rock? He did the rock thing. What rock thing? He said, turn that some bitch sideways. Oh. Did, did you notice the spot before the break when one of them was thrown... I think he was meant to be thrown into McAfee, but he was thrown next to McAfee. And then... His, yeah, and he just kind of looked at them and was like, uh. And his foot... I think it was uh, Laura, uh, Oni's foot was flew up in like near 
Pat McAfee's face and he sold it kind of like half like he got kicked in the face. It was very strange. Yeah. Uh, oh, Pat. I just remember Pat not catching Spud at all and just eating shit. Yeah. Like, he took that like, that's how I want people to take that. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, but uh, only and Birch retained and then Spud came out to try and fight back, but they all got I think Spud out. was already, like, did they, was that, I thought that was still during the match. Was that after the match? Was, uh, oh, he might, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. But then he made, like, three different comebacks after the match, getting killed every yeah. time. And then Dunn laid him out. Poor, poor, poor Spud. But at least he's, he hasn't dumped. Where's Killian Dane? I suppose he's dead. He's fucking got his skull crushed in. Sammy got his skull crushed in by Matt Hardy, and he was on Dynamite, I'm just saying. He didn't get his skull crushed in. He smacked the back of his head, all right? Matt was back next week. That's realistic. This man had his skull impaled. Mm. Maybe he comes back, and he's not hairy. <laughs> like, somehow, <laughs> getting his skull crushed in, he came back, and he's, like, perfectly groomed. The beard's shorter. The hair's cut. Comes back a hunk. Yeah. Are you saying he's not a hunk? He's not my hunk. <laughs> That's NXT. Yeah, a pretty good show, I suppose. I didn't really hate it. Uh, match of the week? Ah, uh, Bunkhouse Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- <laughs> bunkhouse Bitch Butch. Uh-huh. You and your accidental burns. <laughs> that was my favourite thing I've ever done. <laughs> and uh, show of the week? AEW uh, Just? I think it's A. I didn't particularly like NXT, so it's it's an easy AEW win for me. It was an easy NXT. I have such low standards for NXT, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if NXT just has a decent show, I'm like, oh, good work, lads. Well done, you really hit it out of the park. I didn't want to turn it off throughout the entire time. Uh, poll says AEW8317. Uh, if you'd like Ooh. to vote in that poll, you can follow us on More Games Pod. If you would like to listen to more All Elite Wrestling coverage in your podcasting feed, you can check out Everything Elite. If you'd like more WWE television show coverage in your podcasting feed. For some reason. You can listen to Shake Them Ropes. You can listen to them talk about it without having to actually watch the shows. It's a very valuable service that Jeff provides. Or as I found out, you can uh, watch watch-alongs with them from four years ago on YouTube. There you go. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Bye. That's Liam's goodbye when he didn't plan one. Bye. Called out.